I'm Alma and this is Pastor Jeff with The Weekend Extra. And we're discussing this week about the Magi. And there were a few things that came up tonight in your discussion. Mm -hmm. And one of my thoughts was, um, what do you, or why do we still wrestle Mm -hmm. with the God question that a lot of people still have and think about and and have to come to conclusion with and, and that we talked about that a little bit in service uh this weekend is it i just find it fascinating that um in a modern world full of technology and science and answers and things like that we still have in the human heart the god question like human beings have to satisfy the god question uh whether they satisfy it with denial they satisfy it with rebellion, or they satisfy it with some something else than Christ. Uh, it just fascinates me that you you have to satisfy that question. And the Bible talks about that. The Bible talks about how the the law of God or the evidence of God is is written on our hearts. It's part of the the evidence that we're created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we have to do it. And part of our humanity is that we have to we have to deal with that's why we kind of instinctually pray we instinctually worship that's why we wrestle with the god question is because our humanity almost demands that we do it god created us that way and so we were talking about that in relationship with the magi you know like why would they have traveled up to 900 miles on camel <laughs> you know right. what 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 was what was the draw that was so strong in them well we we believe that there was probably ancient Jewish people who were around them who would have said, hey, that star, that might be the, the promised Messiah, the sign of it. And they that curiosity was so strong in them, they were drawn to it. And that's why they went to Jerusalem and interacted with Herod and did all that they did, because the God question was alive and well in them too. So That makes sense. <clears throat> the other question that I kind of thought of as you were talking and discussing is, what do I do with the Herods that are in my life and how they try to deceive me and lead me astray? And Yeah, you know, I think whenever we take a journey of faith, there's going to be points of opposition, right? And that's the, that's the Herod question there is there, there's opposition, there's deceit, there's people with their own agendas in our life, and we have to navigate through that, and it's going to come. It's going to come from our family, it's going to come from roommates, it's going to come from the culture, just wherever. And I, I think I think you have to push through it, right? So something about the curiosity that God sparks in our life has to draw us past the skeptics in our life. And so there's a, there's a point that you have to have enough faith that you're willing to move past it. There's, there's a point that you probably just need to tune certain things out. Um, but there's a point that the the voice of God or the calling of God in your life, you need to allow that to be amplified uh, because there's having skeptics and having people that want to lead you astray, having false teachers, that's like par for the course. Right. And in order for us to really get where God is calling us to be, we're going to have to like predetermine that we're going to press through that and, and, and wind up in those places. So... Scripture would say things like this, stand firm. The scripture would say flee evil. Uh, ha, you know, stand firm in your faith. Have your faith that you, you rest in. Trust in God. 
and he'll make your path straight, those kind of things. It's, it's all that kind of stuff where I'm saying, I'm going to press mute on these voices and allow the voice of God to, to lead me and draw me closer. Okay. Um, the last question that I thought about was, how or what do we do about bending our knee, and how does that look like today in society? So this is, you know, the idea that, that so the wise men take off in curiosity, they encounter Herod, they get skepticism, but they wind up uh, with Jesus, and they they worshipped him as the, the king that he was. They bent their knee toward him, and th- that what I was kind of applying was that Ultimately, that's where we need to wind up. This is good news of great joy for all the people that unto us and the city of David a Savior has born. That's who Christ is. He's the Lord, and he's our Savior, and so he's worthy of that bended knee. And so that starts with salvation. Uh, that starts with looking and saying, I am not God. He is God. Right. I am not the definer and director of my own life. He is worthy of that. And so... I, I like to say salvation comes when we believe what God says about us, that we're sinners and need a Savior, and we believe in what God says about himself, what Jesus says about himself. I am the way, the truth, life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. So it starts there. And then we kind of lend on bended knee, right? And so we the bending our knee to God looks like submission, and it looks like uh, yielding to God and saying, no, there is a, not just a higher power, but there's an authority over my life, and that is Christ. He's the head of my life, and and uh, he kind of explains his heart and his mind. He explains what that looks like through his word, and I'm going to live under that direction as opposed to just striking out on my own. So that's what it looks like, and that's how it plays, and that, that's, a, that's a posture that begins at salvation and then really continues uh, as a follower of Jesus Christ throughout. Right. Well, again, this is Alma and Pastor Jeff with The Weekend Extra, and I hope many of you will be able to make it to one of the 14 Christmas services that yeah, we have coming right. up next week. That's right. <laughs>